0: Thank you, Cooper, thank you, Ava, and also thank you to our band, um, ah, I guess I say it often when I stand up here, but I just, just love music and the way that that just brings us to, I don't know, just a place to understand how great and awesome, I guess, the majesty and the greatness of God is, um, it's pretty cool. So, thank you. Um, hello, everyone, we are back, it's sort, of, it's sort of nearly like we are back again because like we you we know, we come back for a little while and then we're gone again you know we're all online or we're all doing you know church in different ways in different places but um but it's really good to be back together uh and yeah i guess it's a place you know it is there is i believe something pretty special about um about meeting together and it's a place where we can you can join up. You can connect, and certainly connect in a in a way that I don't think you certainly you know way you can't do if you're just online or remote or anything like that. So it is pretty it is pretty cool to be able to do that. All right. So this morning, um, we, uh, we we were going to start a new series a few weeks ago, and, and which is a pretty it's a it's actually a really cool series. Um, but because of the because of the sort of the hiccups or the You know, the disjointedness of what we've been doing with COVID and the lockdowns and sort of online and not online, we thought we'd sort of push that back to give it a really good shot uh, next term, so after the school holidays. Uh, But something I wanted to talk about this morning, which I thought was a really sort of pertinent time. Right now, uh, particularly for some of our Year 12 students, but I think there's a lot of people that could put themselves in this situation, whether you're not Year 12, you know, you might be 10 or 11 or something similar, or whether you're at uni or whether you've in, been in the workforce forever and ever and you're a parent or you're a grandparent or wherever you are, um, and that's about all the different noises that happen in our life. All the different voices that we hear now, whether they're actually literal voices from, you know, family members, parents, if you're, you know, if you're a young person, or even if you're not so young, uh, or whether that's, you know, your friends, whether that's people on social media, uh, you know, like, it's not hard to see uh, when when someone's got a, a strong opinion on a social media sort of thing and then, and then everyone jumps on board and it polarises, it's just, there's just all these noises uh, and there's there's things happening all around the world, and and tragic things are happening all around the world. You know, we're all probably aware of that sort of stuff. Even just this week, it's just like, oh my goodness, there's some there's some stuff happening. And then and then somewhere along the line, we'll come back to our Year 12 students just because it's an easy one to pick on, uh, just because it's where you are, guys, where you guys are at, and that is right now you're looking towards a couple of more weeks of school, basically, then there's a couple, of you know, some, there's a few exams and then there's the holidays and then there's a few more exams and basically that's it, so you're really getting to the pointy end of, of your schooling and then, of course, like I said, and everyone else has their own pressures and, and stresses and different things that happen and then there's all this just sort of stuff about, you know, what you should do and, and different things. So, there's all these voices. So, what I thought I'd do to start with, is I'd play a little game. I always like to start with a little game, alright? So, this is where you get to uh, participate. Alright, so what I'm going to do is this, uh, I'm going to, there's going to be an audio, alright, there's no, no picture on the, on the screen, but there's going to be an audio of a person, alright, and you have to be, see if you can be the first person to recognise and just feel free to call out, okay, you don't have to raise your hand, just call out who, this, who you think this person is, who's, who? it's just a voice, okay, there's just a, a voice that most people might know and so you can get it first. You ready? understand the game? Pretty straightforward, you're going to hear a voice, call it out as soon as you can get it, righto, here we go. God is always more than we can imagine. Morgan Freeman, all right, I heard you badge first. I don't know if you were the first one, but all right, actually put your hand up and call it out at the same time that way. It might be looking a little bit... All right, Morgan Freeman, all right. Okay, pretty... He's a really distinctive voice, okay? So a lot of people know who Morgan Freeman is. All right, here's the next one. We've got a few to go through. Well done, Queensland. Further restrictions have been eased. Come on, who is this? Jeanette Young, right? Yeah, fantastic. Right. You know what? Two years ago, I could guarantee I could play that and everyone would be like... I don't know, who the heck, but she's like going from zero to hero, like, you know, Jeanette Young. Right, here we go. There she is, Jeanette Young. I was always frightened of classical music, and I never wanted to listen to it, because it was Beethoven and Tchaikovsky, and sort of big words like that, and Schoenberg. You know, you know I always thought... Hey, you're onto it. Paul McCartney, all right. There he is. Okay, Beatles. Paul McCartney, well done. Uh, well done, Richie. Right, here we go, another one.
1: require a lot of sleep, and everybody kind of knows that about me. So I ride in the wee hours... Dolly Parton, home. I heard My it. All right, there it is.
0: Dolly Parton. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, listening carefully. There's a few more to go. Sam, can I just jump in for a moment? Uh, in the last uh, period of time, uh, some news has come through. All right. Eddie McGuire. All right. <laughs> there's Eddie. So there's some distinctive voices. Right, hey, another one. <laughs> hey, JT, right? For those who may or may not know, Jonathan Thurston, <laughs> a very distinctive laugh. Okay, there's JT. Look at him. He's so cute and all alone. Can we keep him? Yeah, 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 yeah. There There it is. <laughs> Pumba, Is that how you say it? Boomba? All right. Off the Lion King, right-o. I unfortunately, uh, I started my career when Bradman retired, 1948-9. There it is. Our Richie. All right, our Richie. Right. I've been put on this planet to protect wildlife and wilderness Steve Irwin. area. All right. The man himself. Okay. So... So, it's pretty obvious, right? So, we, we recognise, and I thought I'd just have a little bit of fun there, but we obviously recognise all these voices. And, of course, they're just people who appear in media and, and you know, in the, in the big picture of our community, you know, our wider you know, culture, but these people, and, and of course, you have your own people, right? As, as I said before, you have your own parents or your own friends or your own people who have all this noise uh, that sort of comes in and out, and, and when we come down to, um, like, trying to work out, like, what is, what is something what is a wise thing to do, or what's something that we should be um, following, um, what, what is it that we, what is it that we uh, should follow, um, we, you know, it's, it sometimes can be a bit confusing, it sometimes can be something that we're not, not real sure uh, which way to go. Now, I guess there's one thing that we can be certain of, that God has a plan for your life, but so do a lot of other people. Right? God has a plan for your life, but so do a lot of other people. In other words, like, you know, you know I believe God, God's there for us, but then there's all these other noises. And how do we decipher, is what, other, what are these other noises that I'm hearing? Is this is the same as what God wants me to do, or is it different to what God wants me to do? If I should take a risk, if I should not take a risk, if I should do something different, if I should do something the same, like, how do you know all this stuff? What are we supposed to base this on and what are we supposed to do with all that? God has a plan for our life, but so does a lot of other people. I want to, um, I want to go to a verse in a minute uh, in Scripture that I hope can help us decipher a little bit um, of what we should do and help us to, to sort of, I guess, filter a lot of the noise that we hear and filter a lot of the voices because now of course you're going to say like you know if you want to make good and wise choices like it's good to consult with some people right but then sometimes you're thinking well how do i know what person that is and it sort of you can just go round and round in circles there's a guy in the bible we talk about um, named solomon now most people in the room maybe not everyone but certainly most people in this room might know about this guy and the bible talks about him as the wisest Person who had ever lived, so he's got some good stuff, right? And he's got some wise stuff, and he wrote wrote a whole bunch of things down, and so that we can still read them today. And when you think about this guy called Solomon, if you looked at how much he was worth, now I heard I heard recently, I read recently, um, someone talking about how much his net worth would have been. You know, if you Google the you know the world's richest uh, human, the world rich, world's richest person right now, you'd probably come up with um, what's his name, Mr. Amazon, Jeff be- Bezos, Where'd he say it? Bezos. Bezos, yeah, something like that, or you'd go to uh, um, Elon Musk or you'd go to Bill Gates or something like These are guys who are worth literally billions, hundreds of billions. Um, if you looked at, and I don't exactly know how this was calculated and, and, and I read this, but if you look at how much Solomon would have been worth if you compared it, you know, today's money versus however many thousands of years ago's money, he would probably be worth, a couple of trillion. All right, so this guy was this guy was not but he wasn't not only rich, but he was also very wise and in fact people would travel around the world. Now it wasn't just get on a private jet type travel. All right, if you're going to travel around the world, it's I will travel for many days, many weeks, maybe even months to get to where this King Solomon guy was because I want to look at what he's got because he has he has like this incredible wealth but also an incredible wisdom. In fact, one of the stories uh, that's written down, that's uh, recorded in the Bible, about some of the, uh, the wisdom that Solomon has, and one, one that's always just intrigued me, is there was two ladies, and some of you may know this story quite well, others of you may not have heard this before, but there were two women who lived together, and they both had babies, they both had small children, and one of these children, one of these babies, died. And as you can imagine, there was a lot of grief, all that sort of stuff, and this, the, the, the mother... Of this baby who died, stole, or tried to claim, the other woman's baby as her own, and it was obviously a big dispute. And so, there was this, so this, they obviously both wanted children and have this baby, obviously one of them was legit, hers, and the second one was trying to steal this child. And so, however, I don't know exactly the, how it actually ended up in Solomon's, um, you know, in front of Solomon, but basically this, this dispute came to Solomon. And so, there was two women one child, one baby. And they were trying to argue, and they were arguing, and they were putting their case forward about which one should take this baby home. And Solomon, in his wisdom, which I just find really intriguing, and those of you who know the story, it's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, Solomon just calls, he says, all right, bring me a sword. And so, someone brings him a sword, he said, all right, I'll cut the baby in half, and I'll give half each. All right, pretty simple solution. And of course, the mother of the actual child, goes, no, 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 don't do that. And the, the, the other woman just goes, right, I cut it in half. Clearly, straight away, Solomon goes, well, that's the mother. Simple, go home, see you later. Next, the wisdom of this man. So, this man, Solomon, wrote some pretty... Well, had some pretty cool stuff and, and he wrote down some pretty awesome things. And so I want to go through a, a verse this morning, when we talk about the noise, when we talk about the roar, the, sometimes this overpowering, like, what should I do? And, and you know, some of you here, um, go back to our, our Year 12s and, and some of our people at school or uni or, when, or even if you're in a place where you're looking at life and changes potentially, um, some of you might be like, I know exactly what I want to do and I've been wanting to do that forever... Others have like, I have no idea, I still don't have any idea, in fact, I'm three years out of school and I still don't really have any idea, or whatever it might be, right? And some of you might be in the middle going, oh, you know what, I used to know exactly what I want to do, but now it's sort of changed, and like, where do I go, and like, how do I... Know? all these questions that can come up, and that can happen for all of us at different times in our life, no matter where we're at. Um, so here it is, this is this is found in Proverbs 3, verse 5, really well... Asked three, five and six, a pretty well-known verse. Some of you, again, may or may not have read it before but it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. i was going to read that again, trust in the Lord with all your heart, in other words, trust, that's a big word, right? I fully put your trust in, trust in the Lord, trust in God with all your heart, everything that you have, not just half-hearted, not just give a little bit to God, but give everything you have, give it all to God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, because there's a big difference between all and just a little bit. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Don't put faith in yourself, put it in God. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. If we went to Solomon, if we by chance were living in the same day, in the same era, the same Ado. How should I approach this problem? Or, what should I do in my life? Or, where should I go? And you went and asked the wisest man who had ever lived. And you said, Solomon, please tell me. Tell me what I should do. If you followed this verse, according to this, Solomon would go, don't ask me. Talk to God. Don't ask me about it. Trust in the Lord. Trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. On your, and, and there's certainly plenty of other places in Scripture where it talks about, you know, the, the, the wisdom of God is just, it's like, the wisest of people is like the dumbest thing to God. As in, you know, it, God's wisdom is just, it's just not even in the same page, it's just above and beyond. If you really want wisdom, if you really want direction, if you really want to know, just go to God, He is the source of all wisdom, of all knowledge. Don't try and work it out yourself, that'd be like, that'd be silly. Go to God. Go to God. And then, and then we come on to this, if we go, lean not on your own understanding, don't try and do it yourself, and in all your ways, submit. In all your ways, submit. Now that, that word, submit, like, it's probably not a really, maybe what's, I don't know how to describe it, maybe not a real popular word, or like, the fact that, does that mean God wants me to like, submit, not do my own thing? Well, yeah. Because if God's like infinitely wiser, infinitely more knowing, like in your direction in life, He's saying, submit to God. Don't try and be, look, I'm the hero and I'm going to do, I'm going to... He said, submit, submit to God. Submit to God, submit to a greater purpose, because when we can submit our will and our ways to God, we all of a sudden... Have a purpose. See, we can we can achieve and we can do far greater things with God than we could ever do on our own. Now, of course, we might be able to say, Well, I'd you know, I'd like to do you know this or that, and that's fine to have ambition, all those sort of things, but when you are a part of something bigger, together you can achieve far greater things. Because what if, what if God is calling you? To do something that you might consider fairly menial, or fairly like just fairly average, but yet your fairly meaning, your your relatively menial or fairly average type efforts might be just doing something incredible for, by yourself. What if what if your what if your things that you do can be part of such a bigger plan, but you don't really understand the big full picture, but you can contribute in your small way that only God could know. See. When we submit our ways to God, He's able to put His plan in place. And it's not just all about us and how great I am. I'm not saying don't have ambition, I'm not saying don't try and achieve, don't, don't read into that at all. But if you are submitting, then you are allowing God to take you on that journey. And He will take you to places, I believe, that you, that you would never be able to achieve on your own, for sure. Uh, but you may not even be able to ever fully imagine Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. Alright, how are we going to do this? How, like it's alright to say that, but how is this going to how is this going to work out? How are we going to pull this off? Um, some of us if God said, submit, some of us might do any, might not do anything different. It might be just, I want you to go to work like you did yesterday, I just want you to show up today, the same as you did yesterday. And some of us might be a little bit bored with that, or you might be a bit discontent with that, but maybe that's what God's saying. Or maybe God's saying, like I said before, do something meaningful. Maybe God is actually saying, I want you to take a big risk. I want you to do something that you had never thought possible, and that scares the heck out of you. And I don't know if anyone has ever done that sort of thing before, and my guess is we all have been outside our comfort zone at different times, but when we can actually put our faith and trust in God and say, God, You, You dream for me. I know, different times in my life, I've I've had some pretty big dreams for God, and I thought, God, you know, let's do this, or, you know, I think I could do that, and I had all these ideas, until one day I discovered that God's dreams for me aren't necessarily the same as the dreams I had for God. In fact, God's dreams for me were very different to the way I dreamt for God. I thought, hey God, we could do this and we could do that and then I really felt God saying, hey Neil, how about you do it my way? Oh, mm, that's different, yeah? Yeah, well it might well be. Submitting to God, imagine what we could do if we, want to, if we could submit to God. I came across this guy, and I know that some of you, um, some of you people here, some of young people, have actually seen this guy. Um, I hadn't seen him until recently. Uh, his name's Ryan Leek. Now, this guy is a, he's an author, um, he does a few doco type things, but he was also a uh, youth pastor and he was, he was trying to answer the question or he was trying to address the issue that quite often when we fail, when we try and do things um, in our life that... Sometimes because of the actions and, the, and the, the efforts that we do, sometimes it's because of the predicament that we find ourselves in, it might be the family we live in or the, the place we live or the times that we live in, that we fail, that we don't achieve, that it all comes crashing down and sometimes those failures can define people. Sometimes those failures can, can sort of add up over time and all of a sudden we feel, you know what, I'm just not good enough. I can't do this, I'm a failure. And so, so this guy, Ryan, he thought, well, I'm going to address this issue of failure. I want to, I want to try and teach people, I want to try to teach kids at school, this is, this is his words, I want to try and teach people in his church, how not to let failure define you. In fact, how to put trust in God, that even if, God, even if you do put your trust in God, and God seemingly sets you up for failure, that's okay, because that's the path that God is asking you to go down. And in fact, it's not a failure at all because you're doing and you're being faithful. You're doing what God has asked you to do, and you're being faithful to what God has asked you to do, and it's not a failure at all. But he thought he'd try and run a little bit of an experiment, and there's a whole backstory to this. Um, but basically, he finds himself in a place where he thought he would like to try out for the NBA. Now, regard, now this guy is not an NBA player. He's a, he's a you know he likes basketball and he goes all right at basketball, but he's no NBA player. All right, he's he's a, he's a you know, he's just a guy who plays a bit of local basketball, you know, he's interested. But he thought, you know what, I'm going to make a little bit of a doco uh, about me failing in the NBA. And so he thought, he, he thought he'd do this, uh, you know, and, and help, help make a point. So, so he, wrote, he wrote a few emails to a few NBA clubs. And one of the first clubs, he had a few knockbacks, but he wrote to the, um, to the Celtics, to the Boston Celtics. And he said, hey, I'm doing a doco. And he explained a bit, he said, I'm actually looking, I'm wanting to demonstrate failure and, and I'd love to come and try out and I'm going to fail because I'm no NBA player, I'm no busk, I'm no baller, Right? Not, not in that league. And he said, I'm going to, oh, but I want to fail, but I want to make a documentary out of it. And, he, and they, they wrote back to him, they said, hey, look, I love the idea. I think this is, he, you know, he talked about how he wants to talk, you know, motivate kids at school and church, all that sort of stuff, told him, all that. they said, I love your idea. Uh, and he's like, and, but that's not something that we really have time for. And he's like, you know, he's a bit disappointed, he was like, no, oh, man. And then he thought, hang on a minute, the Boston Celtics just replied to my email, like, how good was that, right? Like, you know, the fact that they would even take the time to reply to his email, he thought, actually, I've just had a little bit of a win and so he emailed a few more clubs and then he went to the Phoenix Suns and he gave them the same blurb and he said, look, hey, I'd really like to, uh, I'd really like to try out for, you know, the Phoenix Suns, I'd really like to, to maybe try out for your team, what do you think? told him the story and they got back to him and they said, sure monday let's do it and he's like oh like because he he really expected that he would fail like this was meant to be a this was meant to be a a, a docker. this was meant to be a bit of a story about failing and in fact he actually thought that on his knee, just documenting, you know, the, the steps he took to try and, you know, become an NBA player. Of course, he was never going to become an NBA player, he's nowhere near the quality of an NBA player and he thought that just by sitting on his lounge, he might have been able to come up with a, you know, a, a documentary and, you know, step by step of this is how I failed and that's okay, don't let failure define me and don't let failure define you and trust in the Lord, all that sort of stuff. The Phoenix Sun says, show up Monday, we'll have a go and he's like, eh? And he said, yeah, bring your camera crew. And he's like, I don't have a camera crew. And so he, like, he goes to his local guy at church, you know, that does his camera stuff. At, and he says, what are you doing Monday? And they said, no, no. He said, jump on a plane with me, we're going to Phoenix. And so they did. All right, so, so this guy, um, this guy tries out. Now, he does the drills, he, he does a heap of stuff. He's clearly no basketballer of that. He goes all right, but he's not, you know, he's no NBA player. But in the end, the end of the day... Um, just as I uh, was finishing up, but clearly he wasn't, he was failing. Clearly he wasn't going to make the cut. Uh, this says, no like fairy tale, or oh, this guy now plays the NBA. Nah, it didn't happen, right? But the coach says at the end of the day, he said, I've got one more thing for you. And I'm going to play a little video clip. Uh, it's about, it go through about five minutes of, of this guy. Like I said, some of you might have seen this, uh, and that's cool, but um, I'm going to show a video clip, go through about five minutes of, of the very last thing that this, the very last drill that uh, Ryan Leak, this guy, does at the, uh, at the Phoenix Suns. As the
1: tryout began to wind down, he's telling me what he thought of me that day, and, and then he says... Three-minute drill is just sprinting for three minutes. In the end, baseline to baseline, it's just sprinting. I don't know if you realize how long a three minute sprint is, but it's an eternity for the average athlete. But I mean, it, it, it's a lot. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to run for three minutes. He said, let me explain something to you. Three minutes on the just so you can get an idea so you can look up there for get 30 in six seconds. Can stop. Right? Well, at the time, the team is, is practicing. They're doing drills, or whatever. Well, they see me get on the baseline, and screeching stops. Like, you, you don't hear anything on the court dribbling, stop. I mean, and everybody's just like, OK. This is the final thing. Like, we're going we're to watch this guy, see if he can be us, see if he can do what we do. And, and I'm thinking, okay, six seconds, six seconds. I'm like, okay, that that's not that hard at the beginning, but okay, let's, let's just see. Uh, within the first minute and a half, uh, I got 13. But this ain't, this ain't bad, you know, but it's not great. But it's, it's like... Okay, and and man, at that 90-second mark, I I just hit a wall. I I just... I just ran out of gas. I I think at that point, I'm not sure that I could feel my legs in that moment. I mean, I, I was... I was huffing and puffing, and all of a sudden the weight of failure began to really set in. And I'm looking around at these NBA players that are looking at me like, you serious? You really thought that you could come in here and beat us? And it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. And all of a sudden, Coach Jeff I see him on the baseline. He starts going. Come on, Ryan. You got this. Come on. Finish strong. We got a trash can here. You can throw up later. Let's go. Come on. All you got, finish strong. All you got, finish strong. And the whole team, they start putting their hands together. Come on, Ryan. You got it. Come on. Finish strong. Finish strong. And in the moment that was one of my most embarrassing moments turned into one of the greatest moments of my life. Because I realized that for three minutes, Coach Jeff Hornacek was my coach. For three minutes, the Phoenix Suns were my team. And as I'm huffing and puffing and I can't feel my legs and I can't feel my back, and I don't know if I'm walking or running or jogging, I'm just barely moving. I keep moving past this Phoenix Suns logo. And I ask myself this question, how did you get here? Like there's a lot of places I could be on this Monday afternoon, but I'm here and I realize Chasing failure took me further than chasing success ever did. And for three minutes, I was in Phoenix now. And I failed. And failing never felt any better.
0: If you don't try, nothing is ever likely to change. Sometimes, well, not sometimes, quite often, I know, it right, happens to me, being comfortable and just not really questioning God, not really going to God and saying, hey God, what do I need to trust you today in? What can I do for you that may be outside my comfort zone, that may may make it seem like I'm a failure? You know, this guy here, you know, and the line, which I, which I find pretty pretty neat, you know, where he says, chasing failure actually took me way, way further than I ever ever went if I was chasing success. Because if you're chasing success, you sort of, you don't want to fail and you make sure you, you put the parameters around it. Um, and some of these, and these are some ideas that actually came out of uh, of what this guy, Ryan, actually said. Um, he talks, he talks about submitting to God, um, And he's saying, you need to start today what you want to be tomorrow. Because quite often, we just sort of think, you know what, I'd like to be good at something or I'd like to have it shot at something, but being comfortable is, well, it's just comfortable. It's just, I'm doing all right. I, you know, I'm not failing. I feel like I'm going all right. But, and even for some of us in our own spiritual walk, you know, some of us. And I have no doubt at all, and it's certainly happened to me, where we feel like, you know, what? I'd love to be, I'd love to be so close to God. I'd love to have that relationship that's so close, but, you know, like a really, you know, a really big, strong relationship with God that's sort of just watertight. That like I just know where God wants me, and I can just do what God wants me to do, and I'm helping hundreds of people or whatever it might be. Wouldn't that be cool? I see some other people, you know, see him on YouTube or see him somewhere else doing this sort of thing. I, I could never get there. I could never achieve that. And it's always this huge, big thing that seems to sit up there. That's just—it's—it's just—it's just way out of reach. But the fact is that if you never start to try and become close to God, trying to trust God with all your heart, if you never actually give that a go, if you ever never never take that first step, you'll achieve. You will be successful at not doing anything. You will be successful at. Reaching your goal, if you have no goal, Solomon said, Trust, trust in, trust in God with all your heart. I know for me, this is, and this is like, this is just part of my story. Um, and it's, I guess it's all credit to God because it's not, it's not, well, Neil, you know, you. You did some crazy stuff. Not at all. Well I remember when I when I was a young guy back, way back when, all that sort of stuff. Um, Sarah and I we were we were living down in Tasmania, and I was doing some voluntary youth stuff down there. And then I was when I first was like um, employed as a part in my actual official role as a as a paid employee. After I'd finished my education at Avondale College, and as I was a you know my intern. As an intern pastor, I go down to Vic, uh, down to um, Tasmania, and I lasted six months in that job. And at the end of six months, well, it was probably a bit before that, but certainly that's as long as I went. After three or four months, I went. I can't do this. I I cannot do this. And. I was praying hard, I was trying hard, I was trying to do what God wanted me to do. Every day I got up and I prayed, in fact I could probably honestly say that I prayed more during that time of failure than I had ever prayed or probably, you know, in a period of time prayed since. It was just, God, what is going on here? And I remember praying so much but I couldn't do it, I fell apart, I couldn't continue and after six months of being there I went, I've got to go back to something I know how to do. I gotta go back to somewhere where I feel a bit comfortable because right here I'm I'm out. I'm done. And so I did. We left Tasmania, come back to Queensland, went back driving a tractor, chasing cows. I could do that, right? I was good at that. I felt I I felt I was that was my gift. And I was quite comfortable in doing that. Did that for two and a half years, uh lived, worked out near Dolby, the other side of Dolby, and and I was, this is, this is good, this is life, I can do this, I'm achieving. I, you know, I thought I was actually quite okay at that, not bragging, but you know, I did my job well. And then one day, it was one Saturday morning, um, a just crazy experience happened, a couple of things lined up, but I really felt impressed. And I, and I know I've told a few, of this to a few of you this story before, forgive me for that, but just think about this in the context of what we're talking about today. And as I was sitting there, I really felt God impressed me that, you know what, you need to go back and get back to ministry and get back to being a pastor. And I just went, this is ridiculous. The next day, I put that aside, that thought aside, but the next morning, Sunday morning, got up early, I went for a bit of a walk with God. I said, God, you and me need to chat. And I said, about this thing about going back to ministry, no chance. About this thing about going back to what I had already failed a few years earlier, it's not going to happen. I've been there. I've tried that. I tried to do what I thought you had asked me to do, and I had f- literally failed. I had not succeeded. I could not do it. I fell apart. It didn't work. Do not ask me to do that again. Because I cannot do it. Because I am, I am incapable of doing this. And I thought, Amen. Right, that's it. And then. The bad part about that experience was, I really felt God, and it wasn't an audible voice, it wasn't like, a big booming voice from heaven or anything like that, but I just felt this big impression, God just said, Neil, I know you can't do that, that's why I'm asking you. And I was like, what do you say say to that? You know, and right then, I got to, there was two choices, there was two paths, I guess, I felt I could have taken. One is, I could have gone, I'm going to ignore you, God, and I'm just going to, like, Put, you, put, you, you know, put that voice, put that experience to the side, or two, I could trust God just like I had told a whole bunch of people over, over the time I had tried to do a bit of ministry, when I said, you know what, no matter what, trust in God and if God asks you to do something, just put your faith and trust in Him and He will get you wherever He needs to be, whether that looks like a failure or whether that looks like a success or somewhere in the middle. Trust in God. Trust that God will get you across the line. And I'll, I'll be honest, like it's the hardest thing you will, you will do. If, if God taps you on the shoulder to do, whether it's something to do today, like on a daily thing, or whether that's something like future direction for your whole life, or, or whatever it might be. When God asks you to do something outside your comfort zone, that's tough. But can you really, can you really trust in God? What are you waiting for? See, quite often we step back and we think, I'll wait till I'm a little bit older, finished uni, or I'll wait till I'm in a more of a financial position, or I'll wait till the kids have left home and I have more time, or I'll wait, or I'll just hang out, or if I could find some people to help me, or... and we have all these excuses of why we can't do it right now. That's my journey, at least. I have all those excuses. Why I can't do it right now because, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't but what are you really waiting for? If God is, if, if we really believe that God, that we can trust in God, and that when we trust in God with all our heart, He will make our way straight. And in other words, He'll sort it out. You might not know the answer, you might not even know how far you will go in the, in the success or failure, but will you be prepared to do whatever it is, that God has asked you to do. I got to the point where I just said to God, alright, if you want me to look like an idiot and look like a fool when I stand up in front of people or when I do whatever, then I guess that's just what I have to do. And if that's what you, if that's where your need is at the moment, then so be it. But what are you waiting for? Now, here's another question. Who's waiting for you? If you have a purpose here of, if your purpose on, on this earth and in your life, isn't just about yourself, but it's about helping other people. If your purpose is, you know what, no matter what job I'm in, no matter what career, no matter whether I'm still at school, or I've got whatever career it might be, I'm going to find a way to add value to someone else's life, I'm going to find a way to help other people, all of a sudden, that purpose is far greater than just living for yourself. And if you do have that purpose of helping someone else, then I ask the question, who is waiting for you. Who's waiting for you to step up and go, I'm going to step outside my comfort zone? So, you'll never know the answer to that question. You'll never, you will never know the answer to who is waiting for you, until you actually do it, until you do actually step outside your comfort zone and chat to other people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in with everything. Again, not half-hearted, trust in God with everything you have. Don't try and figure it out yourself. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit. Fall at the feet of God and just go, God, I don't know. But can you help me? Can just show me. And he mightn't show you like the first time, but if you just say, Well, until you show me, I'm just gonna stay right here. Until you I'm just gonna do my life, I'm just gonna try and serve you the best I can. But whenever it is that you're ready, whenever you want me to do something different, I'm ready. Stay at the feet of Jesus, submit to Him and His ways and He'll put the big pictures and the puzzle together. Can you trust God to do that? In all your ways, submit to Him, and this is the bit, and He will make your way straight. Solomon says, He'll make it happen, He'll figure it out. It may look different to what you have in mind but if you serve Him with a purpose of helping others, if you serve my life, I'm just ready, I'm in a place where I'm just ready, it's going to hurt, it might be hard, it might be like scary as, and it might be different to what I dreamt but I just want to come to you and I want to do it your way. And I believe God will use us in ways that we can never imagine. I pray, my prayer is that our identity is not in our own shortcomings, or our own limitations, or our own potential, even failures. Because some of us feel like, you know what, I try, I can't get up, i I pray that our identity is not that, but our identity is literally in Christ Jesus. Our identity is in what Christ can do through us, which is absolutely infinite. And I mean that in all sense of the words but it is within the context of whatever He wants. Not that, oh, look at me, I can do amazing things. Yes, you can through Christ, if that's where He wants you to go. Your identity is, quite literally, in Christ Jesus and what He would love you to do through His power. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank You so much. Um, Lord, I pray. I pray that we can, quite literally, trust in You with all that we have, every aspect of our life. Um, some of us have already journeyed along that and we've seen some amazing things happen in our life. Other of us are just like, I cannot even imagine how to start that. But I pray no matter where we are at, that you would take our lives, our little meager little lives, we're all just trying to make this work, this, this thing called life, and there's all these sort of noises, these, this roar of all these different voices in our ears at times. But I pray that we can cut and strip all that back and that we can listen to you uh, and listen to other godly people around us who might also have that same uh, that same principle of hey listen to God and that we can take together can, to, can do life uh, in this way. Thanks Lord, thanks for these refreshed people, thank you that we can be a community, thank you that we can be back together and I just pray that yeah that we can put some of this into practice this very week. Amen.